0: You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level.
1: Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge.
0: So right out of the gate, Shannon, I got a question for you. Go. Go. How was your time on the Sexy Marriage Radio Academy Q&A call that took place last night?
1: Yeah, I am so glad that you asked, but I have a complaint to pose just right here off the bat, okay? Okay. Me being on the East Coast time zone, uh, the call takes place from 8 to 9.30. And it takes me like three or four hours just to wind down from the adrenaline rush I'm basking in the glow of it all until like two in the morning I wow. have a hard time going to sleep so if that answers the question it is so exciting yes to it see is a community of people interacting with each other and really spurring each other on and being vulnerable and real with each other and such a wide variety of age ranges and mm-hmm. backgrounds and, and topics maybe those that people, were covered yeah maybe those people on Pacific time, probably can go to bed at a decent hour. But on the night of our <laughs> Q&A calls, I have a hard time getting to sleep at a reasonable time.
0: Well, <laughs> if you um, are on the East Coast and want to join one of these calls and see if you have a hard time going to sleep, you're welcome to join the Sexy Merge Radio <laughs> Academy. If you just go to sexymarriageradio.com, you'll see the purple button that talks about the Academy. There's even a 30-day trial for free. Uh, try it out. See what you think. All the calls are recorded, and you get to listen to them if you can't join us live. Because I know one yep. of our members even posted, that's two in the morning in our time, because they're overseas. <laughs> and so uh, it's so awesome just to have a community of people that are truly trying to get the most out of sex and marriage, and, and to see that they're not alone, to have a safe place yeah. to ex- ask some questions. That uh, That's the thing I love the most, is... They ask some questions that I don't know if they've got other places they really can safely ask those. And the community answers them, not just us.
1: Right. And I can't envision them asking a pastor or (laughs) a friend. I mean, some of it is pretty darn vulnerable. But, yeah, no matter what time zone you're in, I'm thinking that if you lay awake at night just ruminating over the great conversations that took place, that might be a really great reason to turn that lecture into a laboratory. There you you go.
0: There Great sex happen
1: while you're awake and bed you next go. to each
0: <laughs> other. Well, this is Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. Uh, we love having an, a, a full-on interactive uh, relationship with our audience. And so we get most of our interaction with our listeners via feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. We also get some feedback and some comments and some thoughts on iTunes. And so if you like what was going on here, I want to ask you to jump on iTunes and leave us a comment, leave us a review because that helps us climb the charts and spread the word, because we need to spread the word, Mm -hmm. because um, some research just came out. I think it actually came out late last year, but it's finally gained some traction in some of the uh, different news organizations. The Washington Post, the New York Times a couple weeks back uh, posted on this, where some research that came out... In the Archives of Sexual Behavior, that is showing that there's a decline in sexual frequency among American adults, when you compare it from this time, you know, like in the late ten, late 10s, 2010s, to the early and late 1990s, that oh, there's, wow. Americans are having, on average, sex less, roughly nine times less a year, which that might not seem like a big deal but when you're talking about 58,000 different people that were used as part of this research that's, wow, a, that's a lot that's a big number and that so that is significant so my question is why
1: <laughs> why do you
0: suppose americans are having less sex
1: yeah the number one thing that comes to my mind is technology I think that people, instead of going to bed and snuggling and talking and making out and possibly leading to sex, I think people are going to bed and watching TV or Netflix on their laptop or looking at their cell phone, reading articles or on Facebook. And I think that technology has really separated mankind from each other. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like if some of us have thousands of friends on Facebook, but we don't have a single friend that we get face to face with on a regular basis. And there's something wrong with that picture. <laughs> that's
0: true. That is very true because we have a connected world we live in that it feels like. So maybe we don't need as much offline connection. Mm. And I, I don't think that's true. I don't think I, I think that that doesn't bear out self bear itself out well in the long. Run. I
1: I agree. I think that there is something to eye to eye and face-to-face, and even skin-to-skin. Because usually if you're sharing something deep with a friend or something, there's going to be a pat on the hand or a hug or you know something along those lines that we just don't get from right. our Facebook instant messages and that right. sort of thing.
0: Well, well, what the research showed or what the study showed is that one of the reasons or one of the things that they hypothesize is uh, people are coupling less a- as far as uh, the trend has been people are getting married later. In life, okay. or they're not getting married at all. And it's, it's just kind of a no brainer thought that couples and people that are married or partnered, they have more sex than single people <laughs> because there's less work involved as far as trying to find a willing partner. So, right. and still in general, as long as
1: they have a willing partner, well, though, because I know that right now there's a lot of our listeners who are wincing. Right. That's a,
0: that's a different show. So one mm-hmm. that we a,
1: need to do. Yes, soon? we will.
0: Um, but it, it is still important to realize that when you're married, there's more sex, and that's the thing I like. That if I'm going to take some data from this research, I like that fact that married married people are still having more sex than single people because it can seem like that's not the case if you look at way, what's proposed on TV and on TV. movies in society. Um, mm-hmm. So it's nice hearing that. But the other thing that the the hypothesis was: well, people are working more. There's longer work hours, so that's going to that's going to be a factor. And pornography usage is is going to be a factor because that's got to be a big one. Okay, but actually, what the research has found: the people that work longer, they have more sex than the people that don't. And the people and the people that regularly use pornography, they have more sex than the people that don't when compared to the people that don't. Yes.
1: Really? That's what
0: the research showed.
1: Although, let me add, too, though, that I read an article recently that couples who look at porn are far more likely to ultimately get divorced than those who don't. uh, So uh, I just want to make sure that that our listeners don't get the impression that we're advocating it.
0: Not at all. This is something we've talked about on the show. There are several episodes in the archives on pornography and the destructive nature of it in a relationship. But it's just it's easy to... Be quick to say, well, that's why. But in reality, what the data shows is that's not why.
1: It creates arousal, right? We we can say that it creates arousal doesn't it, well, necessarily mean that it leads to the long term health and but, vitality. Yeah, and keep in mind
0: that it, this this study is not stating that if you use porn or work longer hours, that's a way to have more sex. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's, that's not at all what is being talked about as far as a discussion from this. That's just one of the culprits that they thought could be a factor. But it's it's not. It's not not a clear linear thing. And that's the one thing I think it's important to realize that when it comes to reading research studies, most of the time there's very little direct linear causality with research Mm. because you can't quantify it and narrow it down that strictly because we're dealing with human nature and behaviors. And usually things aren't linear. Right, right, because just because you get scared because of something doesn't mean somebody else is going to get scared because of that same very thing, right? There's right. too many circular causality things in this.
1: right, well, and I wonder those who are working longer hours are they just recognizing the need for more stress relief because they're more stressed? I okay. don't know
0: okay well here's here's what I want to propose, and I want to hear your thought on this because I haven't sprung this on you yet, Shannon, on why I oh. think.
1: I'll I'll brace myself. No,
0: this isn't anything. Whoa, hold on! Buckle down. But no, this is my thought on why Americans are having less sex overall is because of the meaningless coexistent time they spend with each other.
1: The meaningless coexistent time, in other words, the the time that they're spending together that's really not quality time. Yes.
0: And you think
1: that that's a, uh, you think that's an arousal suck?
0: Absolutely. It is not in a good way at all. Um, It's, it's the idea of we're too fused to other people. Ah. We're too fused to our partner. There is no difference in space between us, which that's where I would come back with the people that are working longer hours. They have a distance between them. And so when they are together, that's more intense time. Because yeah. it's like, i got to take advantage of the little bit of time we've got.
1: Right. It goes back to Esther Perel talking about how the way that a flame really gets hotter is oxygen. That yep. There has to be space between two people for the, their flame to get really hot for each right. other.
0: Right. I just think there's, there's far okay. too many evenings. If, and, and I want our listeners to just, if I'm meddling in your world, I'm not apologizing for this. There's far <laughs> too many people... That spend an evening together doing nothing.
1: Doing nothing.
0: You know, that's where Netflix comes in. That's where playing the different games, where one person's on their phone, the other person's on their other phone or their right. iPad, or you're both got laptops open and you're, and it's like, well, we're together. It's quality time, but you're not even close to each other. You're just, right. it's just a meaningless coexistence where. almost. It's a, mm-hmm. there's no joint story, there's no, there's no uh, tension between you
1: okay so let me ask you this would you uh, let's say a couple loves to binge watch a particular show like House of Cards or Walking Dead or something like that do you consider that quality time in that it's something that they're doing together and they have something to talk about and they experience the same highs and lows that the show leads them on okay
0: so let me ask you this thing because that's where I can't I can't uh, project my meaning to, to the entire audience. Of stuff yeah. right um, so my I guess my question as far as a litmus test to that would be if, if once you're done with um, the walking dead binge do you move on to the next show binge and then the next okay. show binge and it's every single night and then there, so right. by the time you're finally done one of you is so exhausted you got to just go straight to sleep so therefore you're not yeah, having sex I'm- or quality time because the other person is just finally worn out
1: yeah, I'm not talking about an unending binge. I just remember the days of Downton Abbey when it was new. Like, we would just clamor uh-huh. to, you know, for Sunday nights to come around, and it was something that we looked forward to, and we did together, and we talked about it for several days afterwards, and what's going to happen next. And I, I do think that when a couple has a mutual interest in a particular show, sure. but I do think that it needs to be limited. I, I have never been able to watch more than two, three television shows max per week. And so, I mean, you're talking about a total of two to three hours per week. And I know that there are some people who watch two to three hours or more each night. Yep. Uh, so I agree that TV is a big time sucker.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think that that's, so that's where it comes down to the meaning and the intentionality of it. Because I think if you're going to take something from this study, um, you, you have to realize, and this is a no brainer, I would think for most everybody in the audience having sex isn't, it doesn't just happen by accident. No. You know, you don't just trip and fall and all of a sudden you're in her vagina, you know? <laughs> it just it just doesn't, because if that's the case, one, you're walking around with an erection, and two, well, what is she doing laying like that waiting for you? You know, it's kind of like, how did that happen? <laughs> what else has she got going on? You know, but it, it's yeah. just that whole, it's not by accident. There has to be some intentionality. And I think... We fall victim as humans to thinking, well, it'll be, it'll be easy. It'll just be spontaneous. It'll be, you know, we, we shouldn't have to work at this because that's that whole philosophy of, well, I don't want to have to schedule sex because that loses the spontaneity of it. But yet I'm going to sit See, here and I gripe think, about the fact that we're not having enough sex.
1: I think that spontaneity is overrated. I do. I'm not saying it's not important. Right. And, it, and it's a great novelty when it is infused into the relationship. And I definitely think that it needs to come from both sides because everybody likes to be pursued on occasion. Okay. Nobody wants to do 100% of the pursuing. So I'm all about occasional spontaneity, but I'm also about intentionality. Some couples just have, they have such a busy life and the kids are so young and they just have so many outside responsibilities that if you don't schedule it, if you don't make it happen, it is not going to happen
0: that's exactly and so that's where we've got to come face to face with if overall there's less sex happening across america according to this Mm -hmm. research there was an op-ed in the washington post that talked about okay what if we just focus on quality rather than quantity which there's some merits to that Uh, and that's one of the things i love it because i think it's one of our uh Sexy Marriage Radio Academy members has called me out on don't come back at me with the what if the sex you're having isn't worth wanting, and that's why the little desire partner doesn't want to have it because they actually realize it's, it's crappy sex. And that's an easy catch-all statement from me. I get it. But there's still some truth to it that sometimes it is just, you know, it's, it's bad sex. So why would I want multiple helpings of lousy sex rather than focusing um. on quality and trying to actually ramp up what would make it better?
1: but there are some listeners who are in those sexless marriages that they would take anything over nothing that they would, it's kind of like they would take junk food over a really healthy, nutritious meal just to keep from starving. So I I can see how some people would have a hard time with that philosophy, even though I agree with it, the goal should always be quality, not quantity. But let me tell you what my concern is about the lesser quantity of sex. Um, I think that there are so many health benefits to sex. You know, we we want to make sex into this big spiritual issue and this relational issue, but it's also, at the bottom line, it's a physical issue. And when we talk about um, high blood pressure and heart disease and diabetes and prostate cancer and breast cancer and Alzheimer's and all of these things that are actually benefited by frequent orgasm, we're talking about just basic healthcare here, just like I saw a sign at a doctor's office recently that said, you only have to exercise on the days that you want to stay alive. That, you know, that the idea is for every day that you're living, you need to do something, you know, active to keep your body functioning well. And sex is one of those things. And I'm not saying you have to have it every day, but I am a believer in frequent sexual activity. And sometimes that means that maybe it's not going to be the earth shattering quality sex every single time. Because sometimes it's just a, there needs to be a sexual release. We would both sleep better once we do, et cetera, et cetera. Mediocre sex plays a role. Yeah. I think that there can be both. I think that there are times like weekend sex or vacation sex or sex when the kids are out of the house one evening where, yeah, rock your face off, rock each other's face off. But there are other times that it's like, you know what, just get her done because there's health benefits to what you're doing.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. But it's just recognizing that what role does this play in your life and the meaning you have associated with it? Because it can be... I mean, I guess we kind of get caught in a, in a conundrum sometimes as married people. I
1: like that word. It is. Conundrum. It's a great word.
0: Um, because it's this dilemma of... We got all these other pressures that exist in, within the relationship and within life, do, doing life together. And we're supposed to also keep in mind the fact that we're going to have sex with each other, hopefully. You know, the, the fact that we're, that we're lovers. We're not just household managers, finance managers, parents, kids, employees, employers, you know, all the different factors that, that weigh into this. How do, we, how do we parse all of that out? To, to see all the different roles we play and not—I mean, that was one of the questions last night of how do we transition from life to sex, <laughs> you know, of doing life together to sex. And I, the only thing I can think of the, on how you do that is it's intentionality. That's the word I want to keep coming back to with this show, is it, I've got to be intentional if I want this as part of my marriage, as if I want part mm-hmm. of this, if this is part of my relationship.
1: Right. And I have to interject a little infomercial here. For those who are going, I would have loved to have heard the answer to that question. Sexy Marriage Radio Academy, <laughs> join us, $27 yep. a month. You get all kinds of benefits of the the articles that are posted and the videos and the Facebook interaction and the Q&A calls and the webinars and all that kind of jazz. But, Corey, as you describe that, what comes to mind is, um, I don't remember which theologian it was. It was somebody great like C.S. Lewis or A.W. Tozer or somebody like that that said— that the busier his day is, the more he realizes, I have got to stop and spend some serious time in prayer, which some people would equate with wasting time or doing nothing when right. you have all this stuff to do. But he was saying, no, I need the power infused within me in order to accomplish that much. And I think that that, that applies to our sex lives and our relationships Absolutely. and our marriage. When we've got kids to raise and a household to manage and and finances to manage and all that kind of stuff, we need a bond. We need a bond to be able to work together collaboratively, collaboratively, collaboratively as a team. It's kind of like when a corporation takes a half a day and takes their employees off on this group building exercise, team building exercise. It's like they know that they have to work together as a team to really synergistically get the work done. The same thing is true of our sex lives. That's the purpose that it serves. It bonds us together and we work better together. We communicate better together. We accomplish more together.
0: So there is a correlation is what you're talking about between learning how to um, actually have a Sabbath, have a break on a relational mm-hmm. level?
1: Mm-hmm. I do. I think that it's healthy for couples to have their own friends. I think it's healthy for them to have their own hobbies and interests and activities because you don't have to be together all the time.
0: Yep. Okay. But there
1: definitely needs to be some intentional together time though. And it can't be just well, we're here together every night. We watch the same television. Yep. You're right. There needs yeah. to be some sort of intentionality,
0: right? And that's what I don't know what comes to my mind. Are you familiar with Cal Newport? Uh, the he wrote he just wrote a book not too long ago called uh, uh, Deep Work, where it's talking yeah. about the need of the brain. If you want to do some really creative things, you've got to train yourself to be dis- distraction free, to mm-hmm. really go Focus. deep, and you have to you have to schedule that time out. Um, Archibald Hart has done something similar in one of the different talks he's done uh, that I saw on sleep and the importance Mm -hmm. of it. That research shows long, long ago, um, most people, when they didn't, when before electricity, you know, Mm -hmm. they were going to bed earlier because their 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 human their human rhythm was with the sun. But they would often wake up around four, four thirty, or five before. And they would be up for an hour or so, and during that time, that's when they would have some meditation or some prayer or some sex or some different things, and then they'd Mm -hmm. go back to sleep and wake up when the sun came back up. And Mm -hmm. there's something to that kind of a rhythm to have to have with life that there's a relational play out to that, that there's Mm -hmm. a benefit to that, rather than this rush, 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 go, 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 go. I mean, Pam, last night, because it's the middle of tax season, she was doing taxes really late in the living room while watching the show with, with together, just kind of hanging out. We turn out the lights to go back to bed. She's back out an hour later because her mind was just racing. She couldn't un- disengage from one to be able to rest to the other that quick. And so it's just, that's the, how. Do, so how do we combat this? I want to spend the last part of the show on that, of, of how do we combat the overall trend of there's less sex happening. What are some tips for some intentionality? Do you have anything to come off the top of your head i 've got some written down
1: that sex or at least some sort of intimacy has to be a priority that that you incorporate it into your routine um, for example okay. i don 't forget to take a shower every day if i don 't take a shower it 's intentional because i 'm going to be sweating you know, like crazy, okay. you know, running around. But, you know, for the most part, I shower every single day. I don't forget to brush my teeth. I don't forget to take my vitamins. It's just a part of my routine. Okay. So instead of just letting, you know, your schedules dictate and, or your energy level dictate or right. you know, focus dictate whether or not you even spend quality time together, why not just say this is when we have quality time together, whether we snuggle, whether we just talk, or whether we have sex – you know, that, that changes from day to day, but this is when we do this. Okay. I just think that so scheduling it, being that intentional yeah. and scheduling it. Absolutely. It's, it, and sometimes it's one of those things where like, if I don't take a shower first thing in the morning, especially moms who have little bitty kids, if they don't get a shower first thing in the morning, they're not going to get one. So maybe you are a morning person or okay. maybe, maybe the nighttime is better for you. Uh, maybe you're a night out, but I really believe that it's when the couple both get home from work that, that is the most productive connection time because okay. there's still a little bit of bandwidth left. They're not exhausted, like ready to go to bed yet. And they need a transition time between work and dinner or whatever else the evening is going to hold. And so I just really think that that afternoon delight time is a really great time to carve out.
0: That's good. And what, it, so my, my, response to those that are saying, but scheduling takes away the spontaneity.
1: So what?
0: Well, no, my thought is, so be spontaneous with what you do within the schedule. Oh, there you go. I mean, I, one of the things that was received very well, because we talk about this at the Sexy Marriage Radio Getaway, is the glow necklaces. Those uh-huh. are really fun uh-huh. if you have sex to glow necklace light. And mm-hmm. so I had a time where Pam was showering and I had the lights all out. And I made an arrow on the floor out of glow necklaces. When she opened the door, there's an arrow on okay, where to guide her next. And she's like, well done. That's, I like that. That's kind of fun. You know." And I'm it's just,
1: sure that scored points. There's
0: a spontaneous kind of thing. That's, just, that's a yep. simple something. And right. So it is. Be spontaneous within the schedule, within the structure. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Right. It reminds me of a guy who handed his wife a tube of lipstick and said, um, draw. Oh, I'm sorry. I got that wrong. A wife handed her husband a tube of lipstick and said, draw a map for me of where you like best to be touched. And basically he used so much of it. There was Uh barely any lipstick in the tube. (laughs) I
0: wonder where it was pointing. Um, Okay, so that's a great thought is, is schedule it. And then be way. fun. Yep. Be, to be intentional. Uh, what we
1: just described is it's fun, it's creative, it's disarming. Okay. It's the, uh, totally disarming. The
0: other one I think of is set a structured time for screen time being put away. Yes. Of uh, phones, laptops, electronics, TV, even if you want to mm-hmm. add to that. Of uh, mm-hmm. There's a time each night, or at the very least one night a week, or a couple nights a week, where, at, like, because we had the rule. My, my 11 year old, almost 12 now, has a, a phone. And so the rule is eight o'clock, her phone is on the charging station in the kitchen and it's done. She's, she's done with it.
1: Mm-hmm. So why
0: not we do the same thing? Where That's great. We add our stuff to the charging station and it's put, a, and it's put there for the evening. That, right. you know what? We're done. We're not doing these things anymore. But then I immediately hear the pushback of, yeah, but I read on my phone. But what about the games I like to play? What about, so what? Read a real book. Get a Kindle. I was going to say,
1: pick <laughs> up a book. <laughs> I definitely think that our society has also grown more ignorant because we read less. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely like the idea of hanging up the electronics at a certain yep. time of night.
0: That's a good one.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I got another one. Um, okay. The other, this is something that I just love because of where we live in in Texas. Sit outside together. Yeah. Enjoy just kind of doing something different than the, stars. the normal evenings of, well, kids are in bed, let's turn on the tube or, you know, go sit outside and and get get in tune with nature mm-hmm. is a big
1: yeah, one. Or get in the pool, go ahead, rub it in. You have a pool now. <laughs> I've
0: already been in it too, by the way. Um,
1: <laughs> I would also say that throughout the day, sending those little pings, sending those little yep. Sexy text messages or emails or Snapchats or whatever your modus operandi is. I think that just hinting around throughout the day how much you're thinking about your partner, how much you're craving that quality time with your partner, that that helps to go from zero to 100. If we haven't talked all day, but here I am at 630, why don't we make out? That's kind of hard to go from from nothing to something in seconds flat.
0: So it's realizing that sex is work. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just is. It's realizing that um, pursuit is work, and work's it's not work. a bad thing. I mean, it's work, it's but it's also play. It's effort,
1: it's it, intentionality. Just, just like they say that for children, play is their work. It's very important. I, I think that it is very important for us to keep playfulness as a part of our sexual repertoire. Yep.
0: So, I think, and then here's the other. You got any others? I've got one more that I think's worth worth, worth noting, and this goes back to whether you use this. For um, increasing sex, I think it's a benefit to, to do just with life anyway. Of because, the, and this is from Archibald Hart with his some of the different stuff he's done on sleep. So, Dr. Hart and he, he p- proposed you know, it's really hard for the body to transition from all the lights on to now all of a sudden lights out, to go to sleep.
1: Mm-hmm. We
0: need to have transition dimming. stages just like the sun going down does. So one of the things I'm intentional about now most evenings is kids go to bed and I start dimming lights in the house mm-hmm. just to make it not as bright. I don't want I, – I don't like overhead lights anyway. I like lamps. Mm-hmm. And so I just make sure they're a little lighter, you know, a little, little dimmer and, mm-hmm. and trying to kind of – because I think that helps us just kind of wind down the day rather yeah. than, you know what? It's 10 o'clock. Let's turn off the light and go to sleep. And then you're laying there you know, just wide awake for an hour. Because your body hasn't transitioned, so it's how do you how can you use just technology in mm-hmm. a sense to your advantage? Of dim the lights, that's the time that you can maybe get a glass of wine with your spouse. You could sit outside and have a conversation in a dimmer environment. You could light a candle. That that's it, what I was going to say. It, right. so let's
1: go back to the candle age. I think that there's always romantic yep. notions to lighting a candle.
0: Right. So it's it's being intentional. But it's also kind of living life in a rhythm better. So there's a relational li- rhythm to it, but there's also a personal rhythm
1: mm-hmm.
0: to it of just yeah. con- connecting to the environment more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I thought uh, it, that research was funny about how they were saying that the younger generations aren't having nearly as much sex as some of the older generations. Right. And that, that they need to kind of step up their game because us old people like to live vicariously through them. <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but uh, it, it is is isn't it interesting, though, to think that maybe it's the younger generation that needs to envy the older folks and how much more sex we are it, having than they are. Be.
0: It could be. But it's just, I think the point is that we've got to be intentional and put some things away so that we can do each other more. Yeah.
1: <laughs> do do less so we can do it more. There you go.
0: And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's the idea of how, if I want, I mean, cause it's, it's not going to happen by accident. I guess that's the big takeaway I want to propose is, yeah. is I think we get into this, this mindset of, well, since we're married, sex is just going to happen. And, I know full well, being married to Pam, as long as I have, if I don't put some effort in connection in with that, it's it's very unlikely that when we just stumble into bed at the end of the day that she's going to look at me and say, hey, I'm really interested in some sex. Bring tonight. it on, on right? baby. Let's go, big boy. <laughs> and, you know, it's just not going to happen. But if, I, if we stay connected throughout the day, then if nothing else, we're going to bed better connected, yeah. which then sets the stage better for the next day.
1: Yeah, and every spouse deserves to be pursued once yep. in a while, frequently, yep. you know? So good. Get, let it be a gift that you give each other.
0: So just because research states the sex, that there's less sex happening doesn't mean that the next generation, next decade doesn't have to be the same.
1: And it doesn't have to apply to Sexy Marriage Radio listeners. Because we do have the sexiest listeners on the planet.
0: Well, this has <laughs> been Sexy Marriage Radio. Thanks for taking some time with us. Let us know what you think. Feedback at SexyMarriageRadio.com.
1: We love you for listening.